This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. As the Biden administration considers changes to federal water regulations, producers are encouraging a balanced approach. The Small Business Administration held a listening session today to explore the impacts of EPA's plans to repeal the Navigable Waters Protection Rule and replace it with new language to define a water of the U.S. Farm Bureau Senior Congressional Relations Director Courtney Briggs says they were hoping for a different outcome from SBA. Unfortunately, the agency certified that this rule would have zero impact on small businesses. And in reality, there's nothing that could be further from the truth. So this is an opportunity for folks to give real world examples and hear straight from the horse's mouth from small businesses on how this will affect their businesses. She says Farm Bureau would like to see regulators consider the impacts of a strict regulation on their businesses. We hope that they were listening and that they will slow down the regulatory process and recognize the impact that this rule will have on small businesses. At this stage, this is just a proposed rule. So changes need to be made in order to make sure that small businesses are protected. So we hope that that message got through to the agencies and that they will act accordingly. EPA says it plans to release a proposed new definition later this year. USDA is working to determine final details of Monday's announced assistance to expand processing capacity, as well as a $100 million fund aimed at workforce resiliency in the sector. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack tells AgriPulse the fund will be split between two main goals, the first of which is to make sure enough workers are available. Making sure that there's sufficient numbers of people that know what to do in these processing facilities uh, and can do it well and efficiently. Uh, that may that may take the form of a, a partnership with a community college, for example, where resources are provided to the community college to in turn create uh, the training program that allows somebody to come out of that, that community college with a certification in a certain aspect of processing. The money will also be spent on ways to make existing facilities as safe as possible for workers. It may be that a particular piece of equipment is safer to use than other types of equipment, right? Uh, And that gets into the innovation piece of it as well. I think there's a need for constant innovation in this this space to make sure that we continue to focus on balancing farmer profit, processing profit, and worker safety uh, to make sure that uh, we don't have a situation where we're getting two out of three. We need to get all three. We need workers to be safe. We need farmers to profit. We need processing capacity and, and, and facilities to be profitable. Vilsack says those innovation funds could be spent on things like automation technology, but the final details will be determined in the coming months. Finally today, it's not just farmers concerned about the input availability for the upcoming crop year. Input companies are too. AgriPulse's Hannah Pagel has more. A crop protection industry representative says the 2021 herbicide shortage looks to be stretching into 2022. T.J. Benz is an agronomy service representative with Syngenta. He says the shortage of herbicide supplies are due to a number of factors. Hurricanes and some freezes have impacted the supply, so whenever you stop that system for a little bit, it takes a lot of time to catch back up because everything we do is kind of just in time. So glyphosate is going to be one product that I feel like there's going to be some pretty severe shortages for the 2022 season. Benz says as growers look at making herbicide decisions for 2022, 
flexibility and adaptability are going to be key in being successful. Communicating with your retailers is going to be very important too, so that they kind of know what you're looking for and what they need to be bringing in also, because they're in the same boat as everybody else. If things are going to change, they're having to be very flexible also. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pagel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Whether it's food for your family, cotton for your shirts, or biofuel for your car, America's farmers and ranchers provide it all and more. Support them by joining your local Farm Bureau. Learn more at fb.org join. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.